Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me for this week's episode of When I Grew Up. On today's episode, it's my pleasure to welcome my guest, Vic- Victor Chong. Hey Victor, how are you? Hey Blair, how's it going? I'm doing good. Uh, yeah, I'm doing good too. Um, we were just talking right before we recorded. I messaged you just like out of the blue, right? Like it's been years. Right, yeah, it's been like probably 10 years. Ten, yeah, 10 years. <laughs> I'm sorry to hit you up so randomly. Oh no, um, yeah. But I'm glad that I did because, um, y'all, I was just telling Victor that. So we met in college when you were in college. Right, right. I don't know if I was in college, I, but it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was telling him that, um, oh, so Victor, I, I'm going to let you tell people like what your actual job is and your title, but, um, I was telling him that when I met him in college, and he doesn't remember, but I asked him, like, oh, like, what do you want to do? Um, and you actually said something along the lines of, like, it would be cool to, like, be a stunt guy in movies. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, that would be amazing. I hope you do that. And 10 years later, come to find out, that's what you do. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, not in a million years did I actually think I was going to be doing this. It's so crazy. Maybe, like, since you don't remember this conversation, like, maybe, like you said, like, it was like a fantasy and you just said it, like, to be silly. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, you know, maybe one day it'd be cool. But I had already, like, you know, knew what my ma- what I wanted to major in college, what I wanted to study. Um. And I just think, didn't think it was, it was just so far out of my reach that I thought there's no way in any, in any reality that I would be doing this. It's so crazy. Okay, so I'm excited to hear about everything. But before we jump into like the journey of how you got started, can you tell me exactly what it is that you do? Yeah, um, so I guess I would call myself a stuntman and actor. Um. Basically, I play pretend. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I do. Um, I do action for film and television, and um, so I would say, I guess, stunts encompasses a lot of areas. Um, there's people who specialize in motorcycle stunts, fire stunts, mm. high falls, you know, fights. Uh, there's rigging to set up the wires to fly the performers um usually it's like if it's like a superhero movie uh, where people are just getting thrown um yeah and so we i'm mainly trained in fighting wrecking as in like different ways of hitting the ground um i'm trained in basic rigging um and I i have a lot of experience with wire work as well Okay, so sorry. Can you tell me what rig? What you kind of said it, but what's rigging again? Rigging is um, so. In when you see like in movies, like let's say, someone with superpowers punches someone and they go flying. Uh huh. Uh huh. They're they're on a wire and they usually go flying. Um, they're on a wire and in post production after we they're film they're done filming, they'll edit the wires out. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and so you have you have this. You have this harness on, um, it's like a jerk vest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's under your wardrobe, and mm-hmm. they'll, they'll cut out a small hole so the wire can go through it. 
And so you'll have someone else on the other line pulling you on the wire. Yeah. And so those people, they have their own equipment. They'll set up their own, they'll set up their own wire system okay. to pull you in a certain direction. Okay. And so, so that's all like, part of stunts. So you have to like be trained in using that kind of rigging. Yeah. There's people who like just are specialized just in rigging. Really? Yeah. They, yeah. They're just, they know how to set up really complicated wire, wire gags. Wow. Yeah, maybe like if three people need to fly at one time, if um, you need to fly in one direction and then hurry up and switch to a different direction, uh-huh. you know, then you get like multiple lines and multiple people, people pulling on those lines. That's crazy. Okay, so like, you know, technology has changed a lot over the years, I feel like, especially yeah. when it comes to movies. Um, but like, I didn't know they still like did the wire thing. I think in my head these days, I feel like a lot of things are CGI and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they still, is it still pretty proactive in those types of stunts? Yeah, like, obviously, if you're like, um, I don't know, if you're like, doing a fight scene, like, like Superman flying or whatever. That's uh-huh. like that's like green screen and stuff. Okay, okay. Um, but if you're seeing like, um, I don't know, Captain America jumping and doing some crazy flip that is not technically humanly possible. Uh huh. <laughs> um, that's usually on a wire. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, and sometimes so cool. if depending on how far they're flying, like uh-huh. you can, we do have technology. It's called a ratchet where. They're on um, air pressure system where uh-huh. you click the button and the machine will pull pull the performer. Yeah, you set a certain PSI and it'll just click the button and they'll fly. That's crazy. Okay, so like, I have so many questions, Victor. This is so fascinating. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> you can shoot them. Shoot me all the questions. Okay. Well. Okay. First of all, um, like. I guess I want to know, okay, say you are like, okay, I want to, I want to do this. I want to be a stuntman. Like, mm-hmm. what are even the first steps? Like, what um, do you do? So, so yeah, I didn't really know about this as well. Um, there's no, like, booklet on, like, really how to become a stuntman. There's not one way. It's not structured, like, let's say being a doctor, you know, you go to mm-hmm. medical school for four years and you have your residency, maybe fellowship, and then you become an attending at a hospital or your own private practice. Um, and those are like some pretty concrete steps. Like, you know, what steps to take next mm-hmm. in this industry. It's everyone becomes a stuntman, like different ways. There's different ways of like kind of getting your name out there. Um, and yeah, just everyone has a different path. And so, mm-hmm. For me personally, it was um, making stunt videos, like fight videos, um, and practicing fighting on camera, and knowing like, okay, if I punch this far on this person's face, it's gonna look this way on camera. Now, what if we put the camera on the other side, like on a different angle? Like, mm-hmm. okay, how's it gonna look? How do I need to change the punch at a certain angle? Kind of like that. Um, some of the hits, it does, it, you do take the hit and you just got to kind of like take it and suck it up. Um, but, you know, a lot of the punches like to the face and stuff, it's all like, it's just like, it's just stacks on camera. So okay. you, it looks like you're 
being punched or okay um okay but like did you go get trained for this fighting stuff um so i have a background in taekwondo and gymnastics okay so that tremendous oh my gosh i do remember the gymnastics thing that you yes okay (laughs) yeah so um honestly i have a lot of friends who don't have martial arts backgrounds okay and they are successful stuntmen Mm. um but they train their asses off excuse my language um they man, they train so hard and like you know maybe some people decide like in their mid-20s like hey i want to you know i want i really want to be a stuntman you know mm. maybe their friends convince them um and they start training they start grinding and training super hard they start training boxing taekwondo they start training they just start fighting on camera more mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to be good at stunts unless you train stunts specifically because, um, you know, there's a lot of people who have a lot of background in boxing, MMA, and some of them are just not that great at stunts because they don't train in front of camera a lot. So that's important. You're saying like... That's important, yeah. Like while you're training to be like a fighting stuntman, you have to do it in front of the camera? You have to, yeah. You have to, you have to perform in front of camera, watch yourself. Oh. As a stuntman, we are also expected to learn how to use the camera how to film how to edit how to fight choreograph so um, there is there there's no like stuntman school like is there a there are some there are some stunt schools okay Uh, they're not necessarily i don't really know much about stunt schools there are stunt schools that exist um i don't know if they have the best reputation i see Um, yeah it's just Everyone has their own opinions, you know. Some people are like, oh, you don't need to go to stunt school. Mm-hmm. Uh, stunt school. Some stunt schools, I think, are pretty great. I don't really know too much. Uh, but I do have friends who came from stunt school, and they're pretty amazing at stunts. Okay, uh, so, like, um, I guess, like, for me, it's just, like, it seems like such a... Um big leap right like for me like i'm just like okay i know nothing about this world so how do you even find a community of people that like do you just ask around google it yeah so this this is where i I would say it's probably the most important part of Uh being a stuntman or an actor is the networking part i would Uh say networking knowing how to network is like a skill in of its own Uh uh and networking and kind of getting your name out there is more than half the game for sure. Mm. Um, and so let's say you meet one person mm-hmm. and you know, you, you reach out to people on Instagram, you see people, you see some stunt videos on Instagram, like, Hey, like I want to, I want to see where they train. You know, maybe they show up at a public gym. Um, usually a lot of people train at, in like gymnastics gyms and stuff. Oh. Um, there's like an open gym for adults interesting um people will do a lot of flips and stuff and you'll a lot of them are usually in stunts as well um that's like kind of like their go-to training there are some specific stunt gyms Uh that have open gym for stunt people um and so you just pay like ten dollars for like a two-hour training session you do your own thing or you know maybe say you hit up a friend that like hey let's go train at this place um and it's something you just go to and like you can't really be afraid to ask people for direction or help like hey um i want to hit the ground this way can you show me um you know um you kind of have to also throw like expectations out a window you can't 
expect people just to help you know mm. it's it's a pretty weird industry um <laughs> it's it's a lot about who you know and um just getting your name out there i guess yeah okay well um i like okay how, how do you get your name out there you said you make videos and you put it on like into like places right yeah yeah so um making videos kind of um man it's like it's pretty hard because your reputation's on the line let's oh. say you make a bad stunt video and you post it and then people are like oh they're gonna label you as they're gonna see that and just label you and like like forever label you as like oh this guy can't fight you know interesting um, it's a pretty harsh world oh yeah um, very judgmental um um you know everyone kind of it's just yeah everyone's very judgy about like videos and stuff so sure. you generally only want to post videos that are good yeah and so posting videos is one way to get your name out there there's like sometimes word is word word passes around that there's like a networking event or like a hustle event okay where you bring your headshot and resume uh-huh and you there's there'll be stunt coordinators there uh-huh. and you present the head shot resume to the coordinator uh-huh and that's kind of like showing face okay and so doesn't mean you'll get hired but they're like okay now i know i've seen victor's face now i know who he is and they're like you know maybe they'll ask you some questions like hey well victor what's your background you know like do you have a stunt reel a lot of people will make these fight videos to compile into a stunt reel mm-hmm um, and that stunt reel is going to kind of showcase what all you can do as a stuntman. Um, that's, that's like, I would say stunt reel is the most important part, mm-hmm. um, to kind of really show what you have. Um, cause they're going to, once they see your stunt reel, they're going to immediately be able to just see the way you move and be like, okay, okay. I, I've seen enough, like Victor can move well, or Victor can't move well, um, Victor has a lot, a lot of training. Um, so you just, you try to make it a little diverse. Like maybe you have fight videos. You have some wrecks in there. You have some wire stuff in there. Uh, maybe you have some fire stuff, some car stunts, motorcycle stunts, whatever you you're, you're, you specialize in mm-hmm. and you're good at. Um, a lot of people come from uh, Cirque du Soleil. Um, oh. They're really talented with flips and um, unique kind of acrobatic stuff. Um so yeah, some people have maybe some people are already plugged in. Um, they have connections or friends who are like are really big in the industry already, and like uh-huh. you know they they help you get on because um, the sun coordinators hire the performers um, for the shows or movies. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, I would imagine like being a stuntman takes a lot of training too. Mm-hmm. Um, so how long did you, you said you, ha- like, you are, like, a, f- the f- a fight stuntman. You said you did some rigging. What else do you, like, specialize in, you said? Um, uh, wrecking and a wrecking. some wire work. Okay. So, like, those kinds of things, like, how long did you have to train before putting your name out there? Oh, um... It all depends. Everyone goes through a different amount of training. Some uh-huh. people will say 
some people might just do one wire session and they'll get some video clip and they post it on the reel. Oh, what? Doesn't necessarily mean they can do wire work. Okay, okay. Um, but what about you? When when did you say, feel comfortable? I would say fighting and wrecking are my strongest okay parts of being a stuntman, I guess. Um, and wrecking is just like, uh, like in a car or like. Oh, oh you no, said. Wrecking, yeah, wrecking is like. Um, like hitting the ground, like oh, okay. You know, someone throws like a tornado kick to my face, and uh-huh. I'm doing like a twisting. Okay. Um, and you um, can make every- falling look really cool. Is that- yeah, you just, <laughs> yeah. You pretty much just make it look really cool, and you yeah. Sometimes you're hitting the concrete concrete like eight times in a row because <gasps> maybe maybe you didn't land a good way, or maybe the camera didn't catch it. You know, mm. you got to do it again. Um. Oh, sorry, but so how long did it take for you to put your, like, reel together and just, like, feel confident, like, yeah, I'm going to do this? Um, I would definitely say my first reel, I'm not proud of it, um, but it's something just, I just created one just to show what, yeah. I, what I can do, but, you know, it wasn't high quality, um, um, I wasn't definitely the best fighter at the time, um, but it was, it I just presented what I have and I was like, Hey, if this is enough, like, you know, yeah. Like, I don't know, please work with me or please hire me for if you need me kind yeah. of kind of thing. But, um, as the years went by, I did a lot, I kept training and training and got way better. Um, and I started, I, I would say I like, I started around close to second half of 2017. Okay. 2017 and you know I I grinded for two years and you know like I was just hustling and grinding and Mm. training and nothing was coming about and then finally got my first gig in 2019 um on Cobra Kai and that was kind of like oh you were on Cobra Kai yeah I was just a small part I was I played one of those one of the Vietnamese soldiers in like one of the flashback scenes oh man um, and so that kind of like, that kind of like brought back hope for me. That kind of yeah, like, of course. you know, after two years, I'm like, man, maybe this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe like, maybe I should just go back to medicine or, um, yeah, I was, I was losing a lot of hope. Um, but I, cause like, you know, like I believed in myself and I was like, you know, what? I know I can do this. Like, I know I have talent. I know I have potential. Um, but you know, even though if you're talented, like, doesn't mean you're gonna work. It's you have to be able to like network, you know, because you can you can be super talented, but then you know, maybe you can have a very hard to be around or get along personality. Sure. And so you know, people are gonna hire people who they can trust, and you know, who, especially who they can like have a good time on set with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. So um. What was that when you got hired for Cobra Kai? Like, I'm sure it was super exciting. But what was it like for you on set, like working on the set for the first time and stuff? Oh, um, oh man, I I really love my job because most times I'm working with my friends. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'm on set with my friends, and um, my best buddy was there um, with me, and. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of like the people I trained with, you know, 
because you know in this industry there's there's a fine line between like personal and business you know um at the end of the day you are you're you, you get called for work you do your job and you leave mm. um a lot of the people you work with you train with you you know you make friendships with and um you can imagine like they're also they're becomes a lot of drama in this industry as well. Mm. Um, so um, that that gets a little tricky. Um, I try not to get involved in any of the drama. And, <laughs> you know. But it was it was amazing. It was it was one of the happiest days of my life. Honestly, like yeah. um, I was working. I was there doing what I love and being with people I I love to work with. That's awesome. And so, honestly, I can't ask for anything more than that. It, that was just like, I was like, wow, I'm getting paid for this, and I don't feel like I'm working. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Like, And it kind of really, kind of really kicked into perspective, like, this can actually become my reality. Like, this can be my career. This can be what I do for a yeah, living. Yeah, And that just just envisioning that was was so powerful for me mm, yeah sure so like um when you are hired for something especially when there's like fighting or stunts involved like do, is there somebody that's like helping you choreograph like what it is that you're doing or how does that work it depends on the stunt um okay. depends on how complicated it is if it's uh -huh. like a huge fight scene uh -huh. um very long one maybe they'll have they'll have like a set of rehearsal days mm. and you rehearse everything on the rehearsal day and then on a different day they'll actually film the the fight that you rehearsed and it'll it takes it can take pretty long to film it um but basically you get hit up for work at random times like i could get a call right now and be like hey victor are you available to work tomorrow what yeah and or victor are you available to work in two days three days a week a month two months um usually not usually don't give you a heads up more than two months but like yeah so you you're not guaranteed a consistent income uh -huh. um and you're just kind of like you're just kind of actively waiting and I say I active waiting, so, like, in the meantime, while you are waiting to get called for work or get hired, um, you're still hustling, you're still training, you're still putting the work in, anything that will help you progress in your career. Yeah. Um, maybe you, that's why you keep practicing fights, make, make videos, learn how to edit differently. Um, there's just so many ways to go about it. Uh-huh. And so, um, yeah, it just, it just hits you at random, like today, tomorrow, like you can get hit over work. So you can get a text message. You're like, Hey, Victor, are you available on this day to work? And then you're like, yeah, yes. Um, they usually won't hit you up unless they know you can do the stunt. I see. So then I'll be like, Oh, Hey, what's the stunt? Uh -huh. And they're like, Oh, it's just a simple, like you get shot and you just hit the ground. Oh, just fall. Okay. And I'm like, okay, simple. So I'll say yes, I can do it, and I'll save that date. Um, and then you show up like however many minutes early, 
usually, I usually show up like 20, 30 minutes early to set. Uh-huh. Um, they'll give you a call time and um, you usually don't find out your call time until the day before. Okay. And so um, you find out your call time. Let's say my call time is like 3 p.m. I'll get there like 2.30. Um, stuntmen and actors, they get their uh, trailer. They get their own trailer. And so I'll go to my trailer and there'll be a PA. Um, there'll be multiple PAs like walking around making sure you get checked in. And so you get checked in. Usually your wardrobe will be there, like your outfit. Like mm-hmm. let's say if I'm a security guard, um, they'll have my security guard outfit. Um, and if usually, if it's something they need to prepare a couple of days before, they'll schedule a fitting too. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if like, if they need, if it's like something they absolutely need to um, size you for, like you'll, you'll have a fitting like a day or two before. Uh-huh. Um, you're actually supposed to be on set. And so, so then when you show up to your trailer, your, your wardrobe will, will be there that you did the fitting for. And then you're kind of chilling for, there's a lot of downtime too. So you're chilling for maybe one or two hours or you, you know, sometimes you just go straight into, um, straight into the set. Um, but yeah, you usually go to wardrobe, then you go see hair, then you go see makeup and then, and then there's some downtime. You can go to Crafty if you need to, which is like the, the snack station. They have uh-huh. like everything. They have like all the snacks. <laughs> Sparkling water, soda. Um, just like every snacks. They have iced coffee. I love iced coffee. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have all that. And you just, you're chilling with your friends, your buddies. Um, sometimes you will get called for work that you don't know anyone there. And you just kind of network and talk to them. Yeah. You get to know them and, you know. It's such a, it's such a nice time. Mm. Um, um, yeah. And then let's say you call to your stunt. Maybe it takes, maybe it takes the whole day. You know, okay. it could take um, eight hours. It could take 10 hours. Um, maybe you just, maybe your scene is only like the end of the day and it's only for like two hours. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you get the rest of the period before you're just waiting and you have a lot of downtime. Um, yeah, that's like, I think typical stunt days range from like eight to up to maybe even 16 hours. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So, but, um, okay. So, um, after you did Cobra Kai, um, Mm -hmm. were you able to get, uh, were jobs kind of, trickling in after that or did you still have to wait a long period of time what was that like for you yeah so um did Cobra Kai and you know I was like oh this is amazing uh-huh so now the coordinator and assistant coordinator now they know me right now um now they can refer me or even like friends who performed with me you know like hey they can sometimes you can get jobs if like your friend is on a different production on a different show. Oh, right. Okay. And the corner is like, Hey, I need a big, strong Asian, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, Oh, Victor Chong. Mm-hmm. And so then, then there's I guess it's important to like know people then. Like, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes friends can refer you sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes people refer you if they know who you are and like, you know, maybe, maybe the coordinator doesn't know you, but then like, Hey, do you know anyone? Um, who meets this, this, and this, who's this height, this weight, you know, this look. And then, you know, maybe someone else knows a, some performer with that 
who meets, meets those criteria. Sure, sure. And so they're like, oh, yeah, I know this person. So then they're the stunt production assistant will reach out to you and uh -huh. text you and like, hey, Victor, my name is so-and-so. I'm on this show. Like, are you able to work for on this day? You're going to be doing this stunt. And usually people say yes. Um, if you know you can't do the stunt, you have to say, you should say no. Oh. Otherwise, you get you you get there on the day. And you, if you can't do it, like let's say it's a swimming thing, <laughs> you don't know how to swim. swim. But on the day, you freak out. I'm like you're like, hey, actually, I can't swim. <laughs> you you will look so bad. You will never get hired by that coordinator um, again, and word will spread fast. Right. Okay. So after Cobra Kai, did, was that happening for you though? Like, were you getting jobs? Um. Oh, after Cobra Kai. Um, COVID started happening. <gasps> That's true. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. But I took advantage of that. I personally had a great 2020. Um, I trained so hard um, mm. all the time. I did a lot. That's where I got a lot of my rigging experience as well. I okay. was, I was practicing rigging gym like three times a week for an entire year, <gasps> three to four times oh. a week for an entire year. And that's, like, way more rigging experience than the average stuntman. That's awesome, though. Um, and that was a lot of hard work, and mm -hmm. I learned so much. You learn so much how to perform, how to fly on a wire as a performer, if you also know the rigging part of it. I see. A lot of people don't know how to rig. Yeah, like, how to, how it's, the mechanics of it is what you're yeah. saying. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah. And then, yeah, you definitely want people you can trust on the other end of the wire. Of course. Yeah, yeah it makes it's, sense. It's just, there's so much liability and responsibility on the line. Oh, man. Um, so um, if it's a rigging heavy show, um, they'll have a, you'll have a key rigger. And the mm -hmm. key rigger is going to oversee all the rigging. I and see. they have so much responsibility. So it's really advantageous for you that you were able to take that COVID year to learn a new skill set for your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in 2020, I also um, applied and got to this five-week stunt program with an awesome coordinator. Uh -huh. um, I heard a lot of good, great things about him, and so I joined the program, and it was an intensive five weeks. I lost, like, 15 pounds. <gasps> uh, we ran a mile every day. Um, my mile time went from, like, 7.45 to 6 minutes. What? And For five weeks, you ran a mile every day? Every morning, yeah. That's crazy. The first first start of every morning. And we were training four to five hours a day. Monday through Friday. Saturdays was were optional, but most people showed up on Saturday still. And mm -hmm. We rested on Sunday, and we just kept going. And it was super intense. Um, but that kind of like – I learned so much. You learned – we were paired into groups. We had to make projects together. Um we learn like proper form for fighting. Mm. We learn how to wire wires, how to how to really. I don't know. I guess just you learn a lot of stunt etiquette. You know. Um, what is stunt etiquette? What is that? Stunt etiquette is just, <laughs> etiquette is just like kind of how to do your job and how to know to. I guess know what your job is and like know what your job isn't 
Um, I see. No, okay. No one to talk. No one to you know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, because I'm sure there's a lot of people trying to get these jobs. And oh then... yeah, it's super high in demand. Um, there's a lot of some people who would kill to be in someone else's shoes that's working a lot. You know. Of course, um, of course. Um. So, you know, just be kind, respect everyone, um, help out when you can. You know, if like, let's say, we're testing a wire gag. You know. Make sure you're you're paying attention. You're spotting in the back, mm-hmm. like in case something goes wrong. Um, you're moving mats when you're supposed to be. You know, um, that's like those are some examples of having stunt etiquette. Knowing, bringing your own gear too, especially like having your own pads, having your own harness, having your own like back pad and stuff. You know, it it's it gets really annoying when you have to borrow someone else's. Mm. You know, because then you mix sweat and bacteria and germs and all that stuff and it's just like no one wants to you know like because sometimes like you can you let someone borrow pads or um a vet uh, like your harness and like you know maybe someone you trust maybe someone you don't and they can completely ruin it right right um so yeah it's like everyone's it's like these are like a kind of unspoken rules like um that you need to have all, all these things and know these etiquette you know to kind of be someone you people want to work with yeah makes sense that makes sense okay so that you did this camp and you learned a lot yeah i um, think that camp kind of like put me up to the next level really um, really as a yeah. just even just like with filming with camera wow because we did like film theory class during that program and um, the coordinator taught us a lot about like how camera camera works, lenses work, how you position people when you're doing a certain action. Um, and yeah, we just learned a lot. We analyzed a lot of action films together. Um, mm. And then we were, we created a project and, you know, and it's crazy how like you can film the same shots and you give those clips to different people and everyone comes up with a different edit really different video yeah people that's edit differently too crazy. and that's it's so interesting how everyone pictures things differently in their head wow mm-hmm. wow i guess it really matters then like yeah yeah who edits it and stuff yeah so usually um with these projects like if it's a small just like a five five video like one person's gonna be directing and shooting with their camera mm-hmm. and also doing the edit um and you know, you just get a couple of buddies like, hey, like, let's film a fight and you'll rehearse it and then you'll pick a location if you want to shoot it at a random spot, a lo- random location and you film the fight and then you put it up and, you know, yay, people share it if, if they want to or if they don't and then people comment, you know, coordinators will see it, your friends will see it, like, oh, look, Victor posted this video, oh, Victor can fight, Victor can do this, like, oh, like, I'll keep him in mind if, you know, there's a future project. Wow. Um, uh, what was I going to ask you? Okay, so do you work out every day? Like, do you go... I try to work out five, six days a week <gasps> or, like, three hours a day. Three hours a day? Yeah. Like, like exercising or training or, like, both, working both. out? Yeah, I'll do, like, half of it. Like, I usually, I mostly do, like, bodyweight workout training. 
Okay. And so like I I do mostly calisthenics. Okay. Okay. Um. So I taught calisthenics for eight years, and like so I have a huge passion for calisthenics. Um, you taught I, you know, it. Yeah, I coached calisthenics. Um, starting from like end of college. Really. Yeah. That is so fascinating. Um, yeah, I used to lift weights. I used to lift weights for a couple of years, and then I just started doing bodyweight stuff. Oh um, wow! And so you know, um, it helped me a lot with gymnastics as well. You know, like I doing see. Handstand, handstand push-ups. Yeah. Uh, pull-ups, muscle-ups, levers, um, pistol squats. Like you know, it it helped create a lot more of a mind-body connection for me. Wow, um, that's really cool. So, uh, help me just overall with like just movement in general mm. and just being body having body awareness i see I so see. i do that i usually do that for the first part of my workout and then the second part will be martial arts training okay so i mainly train boxing and taekwondo okay um but sometimes you know you'll set aside a day and like you'll do some brazilian jiu-jitsu with some friends oh. maybe you would train swords with some friends for one day. Maybe you'd do some bow staff. Uh, maybe you should you'll do like some tactical stuff training with your friends. You know, mm. there's a little, there's a lot of different ways um, to train, uh, but I will always try to make sure I am able to move and like punch and kick well. Um, and you know, you go to like a gymnastics gym where there's mats. You constantly train recs, hit your body on the mat over and over. And just keep doing that is going to like just getting your body used to the impact. Uh-huh. It's going to help it help prepare you a lot more on day when you get hit up for work on set. And you're like, hey, Victor, I want you to do a side G. It's like a it's kind of like a twisting forward wreck. OK. Um, and it's like you, you're, you land on your side, you hit the concrete, like maybe you're Maybe, like, they do 10 takes, 20 takes, you know, and you're just, like, hitting concrete, and it's, like, it's a lot on your body. And like, so, you're, there's a mat, though, right? Uh, no, not when, not when camera's rolling. And when they're actually filming, there's no mat. You have, you have like, elbow pads, a back pad, um, but they're, like, they're pretty thin. I mean, they they help they help a good bit, but they, you're still going to feel that impact. Like, it's, it's a lot on your body. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. maybe you're getting thrown into the wall. Like, it's... Sometimes it'll knock your the wind out of you. Like you know, you gotta make sure you exhale when you hit the ground. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you gotta train your body for that. And so, um, if you don't, if you stop training, you're gonna get injured. So that's why I, I have to keep training and training every day. Okay, so okay, I did not know that that there were no mats, but now I'm thinking like, so mm-hmm. you're saying you go to the gym or gymnastics uh, gym and like practice your wrecking but then like so literally you're just what like jumping and crashing to the ground or like is there yeah, a um, proper way some videos um if you i don't know like how let me see if i can share a video with you okay um sorry i don't know like how this works with the podcast um <clears throat> Actually, let me show you, show you, let me see if I can screen share. Okay. Um, it says host disabled screen sharing. Okay. Well, I'll just, I'll just have to, can you send it to me later? 
Yeah, I'll send it to you later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, you're actually you'll you'll rehearse it with 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 some pads. Okay. Um, but then when the camera's rolling, no uh-huh. pads because. Oh my god, that's so crazy. Because yeah, <laughs> you don't want to you want to make it look realistic. So, of course, of um, course. Yeah, you can't have any pads. Um, okay, so like, everyone, otherwise it, everyone could be could be doing it. Right. You know, do you practice like in the gym, like with with your friends and you're fighting and stuff? Like, do you guys have to practice like timing too? Because I'm, you know, like oh, you're not yeah. really hitting each other. Timing is like, oh yeah, you got to know where a camera is, and so. Um, How do you practice that timing? Um, it depends where camera is. So if like camera's like right in front of me, uh huh, I'm throwing a punch, uh huh. I have to see, like, as soon as the punch passes my face and the camera, okay. angle, then I react to it. Okay, so yeah. really, it's not really, like, how much you practice, but it's, like, more like you have to know what the camera's looking at. Is that right? Yes, you have to do both. Yeah, you have, okay. to, practice both. You have to practice, and you have to be aware of where camera cameras okay at. so then you like while you're training you're thinking about it right like okay if a camera is at this angle this is what you have to do mm-hmm. yeah <gasps> sometimes it can make kicks and punches awkward because you have to throw to a weird angle to really show more of the reaction and um wherever you place the camera it's it's it it can change the it can change the like a simple punch into a completely different way of throwing it wow it's like you really have to it requires a lot of thinking too <laughs> like you know, it's yeah. like i mean ca- camera angles are not like especially if you're on set too there's like everyone's watching you there's time you have to think about yeah, yeah. it's different like if you're like you know if you have a friend holding the camera like let's say we're, hey we're gonna set up a shot right here uh-huh and like hey victor throw that punch real quick uh-huh and, like does it stack I'm, and I'll be like, you know, I'll throw a punch. I'm like, hey, does it stack at this angle? Um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's fine right there. Or like, oh, Victor, can you can you go a little deeper? And I'll extend my arm a little more on that punch. Okay, so you're practicing like, okay. those things. Yeah, so you're like, okay, does it stop right there? Okay. And then like, hey, let's so then we'll, we'll film it. And you're like, okay, cool, cool. It stacks. It looks like you hit and everything. Okay. They change the camera angle and then maybe like, oh, maybe I don't throw my punches as steep. Now I'm going like right here. I see. Yeah. And so you have to kind of like be aware of that and figure it out kind mm-hmm. of <gasps> that is so fascinating yeah. and so really like cool. yeah a lot of times it'll like one shot can take however many takes oh. eight takes you never know so directors know that though right like they know it's going to take a minute or two for you to adjust or they just kind expect of, you to do it or what kind of um oh, i mean there's a lot of positions directors not the one filming okay okay um directors usually behind and looking just from a monitor seeing right, like right. they'll kind of get adjustments um but yeah you have director um oh there's just there's so many there's so many roles and positions um, right 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 yeah usually the dp the director of photography is the one filming and then i see there's like a, there's ac first ac camera there's like assistant camera there's people who are pulling focus one person may be pulling focus because you can't be like yeah because the camera is huge and it's heavy like right you know, like really expensive like 100k cameras um yeah yeah man it's a lot to think about yeah so you gotta be like it's like you know sometimes adrenaline is rushing like you gotta be ready like um Um, so before you were do do you do this full-time now yeah i did it i do it full-time um 
I coached gymnastics for four years um, as a part-time. You did. I coached gymnastics and calisthenics. Um, I was still, yeah, I was still coaching calisthenics. And then I, um, I guess, um, so right after college, you know, I graduated with a neuroscience and behavioral biology degree. And so, you know, from memory. To, yeah, from memory. And when yeah. I go to med school, you know, I wanted to become a neurosurgeon and stuff. And then, um, you wanted to become a nurse surgeon? Neurosurgeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. sorry. I was like, what is that? But okay, neurosurgeon. <laughs> neurosurgeon. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, I was going to apply to medical school. I got a job as a personal assistant for a, a neurosurgeon. Um, um, and was, you know, also kind of, it was like kind of a corporate job as well. Um, I also worked this neurosurgeon specialized in ALS research. And so, um, there, he worked with this billionaire in New York and this billionaire at ALS. And so I was kind of like, we're focusing a lot on like ALS research. And, oh, interesting. And so, you know, I was working out in an office and, um, and during that job, we had a lot of like business meetings around, around the U S and, you know, New York, LA, San Francisco, New Orleans, Chicago. We just kind of like traveled everywhere. And then, um, I, during one of my business, business meetings in, in New Orleans, I, uh, met my buddy. Um, I met him through a mutual friend. Okay. And so, um, he's like, Hey, I'm moving to Atlanta for stunts. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, like, you know, I wonder what that's like. I wonder what that's about. So he he, he moved to Atlanta eventually, um, like several months later. And he stayed with me for a couple months. And, you know, I helped him perform in his videos and all this stuff, getting his name out there. A lot of the stuff is like kind of like figuring out on your own, you know, like mm -hmm. you can't expect someone to just like tell you everything what to do and how mm -hmm. everything works. It's mm -hmm. a lot of this industry is figuring out how to film on camera, kind of like figuring out things by yourself too. Mm -hmm. um, Cause you know, no one's going to be there to help you. Like you can't expect people just to go out of their way and tell you, you know, just sure. like everyone works hard for it. Um, so I helped him kind of get his name out and his career took off. And, you know, I was like pretty miserable studying for the MCAT and mm -hmm. my medical school at the time. And he convinced me for like, almost a whole year, like, Hey, do stunts with me. And cause I, I loved it. I loved doing, I loved helping him. I loved performing his videos and like, you know, um, and so, you know, and I was glad I was able to use my background in Taekwondo gymnastics. Um, so he convinced me for a whole year and I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I knew in the, in the long run, I was going to regret it if I didn't take this opportunity with that chance. And that was the scariest thing for me. And so, mm -hmm. I made that call to my dad and, you know, I was crying and I was like, dad, I'm so sorry. Like, um, but this is what I want to do. Um, and you know, I thought he would be really mad, you know, and I, I was so, I felt so bad, you know, mm. I felt so bad. Like, you know, I gear my whole life towards medicine, you know, my parents spent a fortune on my education and now I'm like, want to do something completely different, you know? Right. So it was a hard decision, but like, you know, I'm like, um, you know, they were like, 
you know, Victor, we can't force you to do medicine, but, you know, pretty much, like, don't waste time, do what you gotta do, and, like, you know, I mean, obviously, they were upset, but they didn't yell at me, they're, but they were, they were upset, and so we didn't talk for, like, six to eight months, um, but... No way. Yeah, and so I just, you know, I was like, all right, now, like, I'm on survival mode, like, mm. if this doesn't work out, like, I don't know, maybe I'll be in the streets, I don't know, mm. <laughs> but I was like, okay, you know, I didn't have a plan B or anything, I just, like, 100% focus and grinding for two years and um, finally things worked out. Um, things started to pick up for me. And so, um, yeah. That's and now, crazy. Yeah, now, I'm, now my parents support me because they like see some success. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know. No, I mean, I'm sure more than that, like as a parent myself now, like mm-hmm. I'm sure they, of course, wanted to like support what you wanted to do but as you said you know so much time was invested you know and right and it's not like you i mean it sounded like you wanted to do medicine for a little while right yeah it's not that i didn't want to do medicine right i knew i wanted to do this more right (laughs) yeah yeah like it was the best decision i ever made and i love that i love that like honestly like what really makes you what i found out like that really makes someone love their job is not so much what they do. It's the people they work with. Mm. And so if, oh, if you can, if you love the people you work with and you love what you do, that's like, that's like the ultimate package and you can't ask for more than that. That's amazing. That's, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Victor. yeah. No, I'm, I'm so happy. Um, <gasps> um, never crazy. feel like I'm working a day in my life. And, yeah. you know, I, I wake up just so excited and so grateful every morning. Um, yeah that is insane that's so crazy like (laughs) I just focus on like hey like what's something I can do towards my career Mm. um today you know because your success is only going to depend on how much work you put in you know it's not there's no concrete steps where hey I'm going to go four years of medical school Mm. residency and you know there's there's no everyone has their own different path and everyone has their own timing some people's career takes off like maybe within a year of doing stunts and like they maybe they have a unique look like no one's no one's like this high in this way you know so like or this look and so like oh you're gonna get every you're gonna be able to double people and like get every role mm. um for this you know some people they, man some people even hustle for like five to eight years mm. and then finally something shows up for them you yeah, know yeah. and so uh, I would say I kind of been uh, a good niche. Like you know, I'm a big Asian guy, and there aren't there are, there are like maybe one or two big Asian guys in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Some performers. Um, I was gonna people. ask you that. Like, what what is it like being an Asian stunt guy? You know, like um, do you? Oh. I, mean, I mean, obviously, I would assume you do get typecasted quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, man. Um, definitely like Hong Kong martial arts and stuff that really yeah. did it for us. I mean, Jackie Chan's stunt team is probably one of the best stunt teams in the world. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, can't even really. It's so hard to compete with that, you know. Right, um, right, yeah. But it, even in the U.S., like so many talented Asian performers, mm. so good. Um, but most, uh, I would say most of them are. 
like right, right now I'm sitting around at 215 pounds, okay. 215 pounds. Um, well, I'll say most people are like from like 140 to 180. Oh, wow. Yeah. And okay. So I'm like, I'm like a big guy. Bigger guy. Yeah. And so okay. there aren't, there are like me, there aren't even, I don't think there are hardly any Asian actors my size. Right. Can't really right. double anyone. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of, worked to your advantage then. Kind of. Um, well, I haven't doubled anyone yet. And uh-huh, so, uh-huh. um, partly why I wanted to get into acting as well. Mm. Um, so, I wanted to be my own actor and do my own do do the stunts. Uh, there's also a limit to as an actor doing your own stunts as an actor because if you get hurt, production has to stop. Because right. you're the main if you're the main actor, then you can't act if you're injured. You know. Um, but yeah, there's like maybe one or two actors out there. Like I feel like I am pretty good on being like. Do you know um, the Korean actor Myung Sook? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, according to Google, I'm like his height and weight. So. Oh, what? Yeah, there may be a different body shape, but I'm pretty close to his height and weight. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um. But it would be hard to like du- uh, double for someone like that, right? Yeah, I mean that's like it's a, a lot of it. To be able to get that opportunity, it's like. Um, if he's in a movie and the stunt corner happens to know me, then he can hit me up if he believes that I can do the job. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm saying like there are not yeah. very many actors that height and weight and your look that you could double. No, there are none. Yeah. <laughs> so there are none. So yeah. Um, yeah, usually I'm helping out with like basic rigging. Mm-hmm. So fights like maybe I'm a goon, security guard, soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually some kind of like ND character. Okay. Um, okay. Maybe like, you know, like a firefighter or like, if it's something that's just like a thug or a goon, like maybe I have a mask on so then I can be a different kind of performer on a different day. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Are you Most working on anything? Like Are you working on anything these days? Um, yeah. Um, are you allowed to talk I, about it? I don't know if you're... Are you allowed to... <laughs> um, currently working on a show called The Wolfpack. Um, Wolfpack. I can't really talk much about what I'm doing there. Um, but, yeah, I was... I Did you watch Stranger Things? I only watched the first season. I haven't oh, okay. kept up with it. Okay. On the most recent season that came out, I did a lot of the rigging. Oh, you did? Show, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, so... Yeah, there's a scene where, like, Demogorgon comes out and just, like, starts eating and, like, throwing prisoners and stuff. And I'm uh-huh. pulling the one, pulling them on wires. Um, nice. Yeah. That's pretty um, awesome. So that year 2020 really worked out for you. Cause <laughs> yeah, 2020. Uh, I didn't get much work in 2020, but that was my time to, like, really yeah. develop new skills. You know, train my hardest. Um, yeah. And then 2021, I, you know, my career really took off. That's amazing. Once right and started getting hit up for a lot more work. That's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, um, okay, so you kind of told me, I feel like, what you do like most about your job. I don't know, you can add to it. But you said, you know, just working with people that you uh, love working with. And also, 
um, really enjoying the job itself. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything to add, like what you like best about your job? Oh, mm. aside from, you know, doing action, um, being with your friends, just being people just, even if they're not your friends, like they're just, a lot of people are just like, everyone respects each other. They're so kind. Mm. Like it's just a lot of people are easy to work with and fun to work with. Um, um, set life, you know, I'm a night owl, so I love night shoes and night shoes go from like 6 p.m. to like 6 a.m. Oh gosh, that and sounds like, terrible. I, I love, the, I, love <laughs> night, I love night shoes. I'm a night owl, you know, I'm drinking a Red Bull or iced coffee at like three in the morning and like, you know, my, I feel like my day's just starting and I'm like so excited. Yeah. I'm a lot of fun. Um, set life is just, I just like set, I enjoy set life. Mm. You go on set, you know, it's like a bubble. It's like, everyone has their own job that, you know, makes to make the whole project work. Yeah. You know, and so you can talk to different people in different departments. Um, you can go to crafty, you get lunch together. Um, you have a lot of downtime to talk. Um, sounds fun. It's so much fun. I yeah. love it. It's like, it's kind of like, you know, like, Oh, like your, your nine to five job is like, six to six p.m to five a.m you know right. you're, just, you're just like you don't feel like you're working and you're just you're just having such a good time uh what what do you feel like you like the least about your job then um i love my job but uh don't get me wrong it's it's a lot of hard work as well yeah it's a lot of hard work yeah um, what i like uh what, what do i not like um Hmm. I don't know. Like I, I enjoy working on training, but it's a lot of hard work. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it's it a would lot be... of hard work, but but I do enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, do, <laughs> I do. I do love it, but um, but the hard work is can sometimes be like a lot on your body. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't even imagine. It's so crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I like. I'm still stuck on the. Yeah. When you guys do those wrecking scenes, like, there's no mm -hmm. mats. I don't know why I thought there would be mats. But... Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to stay competitive. Like, you know, I'm trying to make sure, like, I'm training harder than other people. Mm. Training, just training more. Trying to be more. My more diverse in my training. Sure. Um. Because, yeah, it's, it requires a lot of physical talent as well. Mm. Um, if you have the physical talent and hard work, like, you're just going to, you're going to be one of the top performers. That's awesome. Um, well, Victor, I always ask people at the end mm -hmm. of um, our conversations and our time together, mm -hmm. um, do you have any advice? Like, any advice maybe for someone that's listening to this and they're like, hey, like, this is interesting, uh, maybe it's something I want to do. Or do you have any just life advice at all? Oh. Mm. Specifically in regards to stunts? That or if you don't, if you want, if you just have any life advice, that's good too. Um, oh. And I wish I had started stunts earlier. Mm. 
like, you know, I have a lot of friends who went straight from high school into stunts. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of people who, like, um, you know, you don't have a consistent income, but if you're working consistently, consistently, like, mm-hmm. oh, you can, you can make a really good, comfortable living. Oh, wow. Um, you know, um, so, yeah, I have friends who, like, who went straight into stunts out of high school, um, you know, they have a house, two cars, like, and they're, like, not even their mid twenties yet. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. You know, they're they're su- they're super successful. Um, you know, it's I mean, it's hard to be um super successful, I guess, but mm-hmm. um you know, I know myself, I knew I knew my talents, like, you know, and I wish I had started much earlier. Mm. Um but, you know, it's the small decision in life that kind of take you to where you are and it's like not in a million years that I think I would be here mm-hmm. and so you know I, I I don't know if I would have done anything differently honestly because mm. obviously you can't time travel and like that's not how life works but <laughs> um you know all my life experiences up to this point has kind of made me who I am and has gotten sure. me to this point so I'm so grateful and happy for that you know yeah, absolutely. um but I would say anyone who's like out there struggling with um like just not happy with their job you know i would definitely encourage them to find find something that will make them happy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. find something that they will feel like you know uh, i mean success is like you can't you can't escape hard work like you're gonna you gotta work hard regardless but you know Find some, find, find a passion, find a job that you don't feel like you're working. Mm-hmm. No, you feel like you can just like, you can put 200% of your effort in, you yeah. know, that you wake up every morning and you're like, Hey, I'm so excited to do this. I want to do this. Um, and you know, if it, it's, you know, if it's something that's like not popular, like, you know, kind of being like an entrepreneur, like finding your own path, finding your own way of making your living or making a career out of something that you love to do, then I, I would, I would say the fight is worth it. Like for sure. Like, you know, they, you know, I was feeling depressed. Like when I couldn't, like when things weren't working out and I was training and grinding and I couldn't see the other side, Mm. but like now that kind of on the other side, it's like, I was, I thank my past self so much for it. Like it's, it's so rewarding now. And so, um, I'm so, I'm just so grateful for that. Yeah. And you should be super proud of yourself, Victor. I mean, I think it's incredible what you, the life you've built over the last couple of years and, um, to hear you talk about it, I just can feel like the joy that it brings you. Yeah. And that is like, that's it, man. That's yeah. what oh, we one all more thing. want. Um, it's really important who you surround yourself with, like mm. your close circle. Like when I started surrounding myself with people that, um, you know, maybe I wouldn't mind changing places with or people who are successful in their respective fields or industries, um, especially in the film industry. Like I surrounded myself with those people and, you know, you kind of have to have something to offer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you guys help kind of build each other's careers and like help each other really support and really want the best for each other it's uh, your quality of life is just gonna skyrocket mm. like it's just you're gonna notice change really fast mm. um and so that was that was huge for me because you know it's hard to be i mean it's it's hard to be selfless a lot you know it's hard to like it's hard to sacrifice first you know um it's hard to develop a trust with people and hard to sacrifice first and so um thankfully i have just the best friends who who really want the best for me and so they you know they'll sacrifice for me they really want the best for me and they'll help elevate me and you know even help me give me jobs and you know and i'll do that for them as well um, they'll teach me what they know. I'll help them perform the videos. I'll help, I'll help film, film their fights, you know, stuff like that. Just like you're building each other. Um, you know, you just help each other and like, you just want the best for each other. And when you can do that and you can sacrifice first. Yeah. Um, and you focus on them first, like just your quality of life and just everything around you is just going to go, go up in quality. Yeah, that's really good. I yes, it's important who you surround yourself with. I yeah. totally agree. Um, Victor, I um, hate to put you on the spot again, but mm-hmm. you know, if anyone is interested in um, learning more about what you do, would you be okay with me connecting you with them? Oh sure, yeah. Um, they can reach me on uh, Instagram mm-hmm. or. My email, it's victorc713 at gmail.com. Okay, well, I will, um, if you guys, if you guys have questions for Victor or you're just interested in this career path or um, any questions at all, feel free to DM me through social media or you can email me at podcastwigu at gmail.com. Victor just gave you his email address, but I will do my best to connect the two of you. Um, Victor, thank you so much for your time tonight. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course, Blair. That was uh, so much fun. I'm so okay. glad I was able to talk about <laughs> this and share my knowledge because I wish, you know, I had known this when I was in college or high school. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I just, again, um, so much admiration for, you know, I, I can imagine, you know, like it's not like you went to just any ordinary school. Emory is a very prestigious college that you mm-hmm. know that you studied very hard for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, got your degree, and then even just that transition into like what you said. I'm sure the scary moment for you. I know this moment all too well too. I changed my career. Um, I had I'm the only child, and I told my parents, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I know that I know this feeling that you're saying. Um, it is such a scary one, but honestly, like you said, you know, you know, you start to like. I think you don't really. This is me going on a tangent, even though I've already ended the podcast. But um, like you know, you start to like. I I don't feel like you really get a grasp of who you are and the things that you love. Right. Until after college, honestly, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, and like you start to really figure things out. And um, anyways, all that to say, Victor, I again, so much admiration for your boldness and and like, man, your hard work has really paid off. And I just hope that today it'll encourage somebody that's listening. You yeah. Know? I mean, if you I mean, you know, I grew up in a completely different world from my parents. And mm-hmm. so I can't expect them to understand the world that I I'm seeing, but 
I try my best and try to show them like, hey, this is what I'm doing. And this is like, hey, this is how I can make a living out of it. Uh, and I'm going to work hard, you know, please trust me, please support yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of like the best you can do, honestly. Because um, you can't, you can't expect them to understand. Um, and so, But then yeah. you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did it. Um, you did it. So I'm so happy and, you know, they're happy for me now. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad I was, got, I was able to get to this point because... I don't know what I would be doing if I didn't. <laughs> no, no, but you knew what you were doing is the thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, all right, Victor. Well, thank you again. Thanks so much, guys, for listening. Until next time. Bye. Thanks, Blair. Bye.